the podcast with Mike and Bomber. All right, here we go. Uh, back in amongst it uh, after a big round 16. And uh, I enjoyed my weekend of footy. Mike, how about you? I like that first start better than this. This is <laughs> not what I was this hoping. Take two? Yeah. Uh, yeah, great weekend of football. <laughs> uh, just ignoring one game, it was fantastic. Yeah, really, really good. Really good. And there's uh, some pretenders and some contenders starting to show, and we'll talk right. about those. You like that? Mm. And uh, we'll get straight into it, eh? Mike, sure. who is your star this week? <laughs> My star is Robbie Gray. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a false start, and I didn't have a star. <laughs> Worked out a minute ago, but we're good. We're good we to go do now. now. Um, yeah, Robbie Gray uh, had a huge game against Adelaide and Adelaide uh, Power smashed Adelaide by 57 points. Just continues the win-loss, uh, win-loss, win-loss, win for I know. Port. And that was the reason I picked Port last mm. week. I was like, yeah, they'll have a win. Just wow. And Adelaide were surprisingly pretty pretty average considering how well they played against Geelong and their, you know, before mm. that. I'm sure, we'll, yeah, we'll just dissect the game a bit later, but goodness me, Robbie Gray, what a Robbie star. Gray, great game. Star. Uh, fifth showdown medal. Good on him. Good work. Who's your star? My star, and uh, I did mention this on Twitter, was Shane McInerney. So he's the, uh, the umpire that broke the game's record, 496 games he has umpired. Uh, overtaking Hayden Kennedy, who's now the ump's boss. And really good show of respect from Geelong and the Bulldogs after the game to uh, provide the escort uh, for him to walk off. And I think a good thing about McInerney is that we don't really know much about him. Mm. You know, yeah, I haven't heard about him too much. Yeah, which... no one goes, that bloody McInerney. You know, it, he's, mm. he just gets on with it. Um, good umpire. I think he said he's umpired two grand finals. Um, but well done to him and, and really well done by – I mean, to be at the top of your field, no matter what your field is, I think he's really good. Yep. Um, and good on him for uh, breaking the record. Yeah. He's no Margetts or, or Razor Ray <laughs> who like the headlines. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Well done by him. Well done. Flog. Flog. Easy. Frio. I think Frio, either your star or Flog, either week. Uh, they usually feature I somewhere a, in my... Uh, I had a mate on WhatsApp, and shout out to Big Dave here. He says, you can just feel the uh, emotion down the microphone. <laughs> 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 the depression last week against Carlton, and I'm sure part uh, two is about to come. How would you go on Saturday night, mate? Talk to us about it. Yeah, so we sat there in the cold, and uh, I go to the football with my mum, and... She's uh, one-eyed, Is mum very listening? passionate. I doubt it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I can say what I want. Okay. <laughs> no, very passionate, very one-eyed, uh, always the umpire's fault sort of a supporter. Oh, yes, yes, she is indeed. Uh, and um, I said to her at halftime, do you want to go home? And she said no. <laughs> so we stayed there till the end. And as soon as the siren went, I said, let's go. Got up, left, and there, as we were walking back to the car, it poured down. So uh, <laughs> it was just a wonderful night. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Frio, disgustingly bad, I thought. Mm-hmm. And the pressure has come on uh, old Roscoe again, I think. But I think that's a bit premature. I think we need to calm down a bit there. That's my opinion. But again, Yeah, it's, it's probably making me eat my words a little bit because I've turned around a little bit on Ross during the year. And you've uh, somersaulted a bit with Roscoe. The last few games have been sort of sending us back to where we, we started a little bit. But I think 
just being a bit positive here after having a couple of days of negativity. We've had a, a, a good start to the season until till that game, we didn't sort of get blown out of the water in any games. Uh, if it's a one-off, fine, whatever, put it to the side. But uh, if it continues, and big test this week against Hawthorne in Tasmania, big which big we Hawks go well, we haven't beat uh, Hawthorne down there before. So well, um, apparently, you're one and ten in Tassie, and the one game you did win was uh, Siren Gate. The old uh, Siren Gate against mm. the Saints, I think it was. Yes, mm. yes. You listened to the same podcast I did today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I go my flog? Yeah, your flog. Um, and I've got this off a mate and Joe, I hope you're listening. If you're not, I'll text you to make sure you are listening. Uh, he um, made mention, and my flog is Pav, uh, due to something quite humorous he said, and it's a bit tongue-in-cheek on old uh, Pav, in the commentary, and I'll just say what Joe said in this uh, message here. He said, watching the replay of the game and Pav with all seriousness just said Tabernard and Hogan out is like Darling and Kennedy out for West Coast. Come on, Pav. Come on, mate. Put put both eyes on. I think maybe, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm thinking that the two best forwards are out sort of thing, not comparing uh, Hogan and Tabernard to Darling and Kennedy. Possibly. But just settle down, Pav. Just yeah. come on, mate. Just uh, I think maybe just, the uh, just uh, yeah, just the Eagles supporter goggles are on <laughs> rather than the. I did like it, but my I sort of had two flogs. So if you let me just tee okay. off, and this addresses another little issue. I was listening to um, the radio before the game. Uh, I was I umpired a game in York on Saturday, and I listened to the preview of the Eagles Dockers game, and Carl Langdon was crapping on about on six PR about. Um, how Gold Coast should fold because they got smashed by Richmond and we'll talk about that game a bit later. I just think that's unnecessary. They're not going to fold. The AFL is not going to fold the Gold Coast. No. Um, so that sort of negativity in the media helps nobody. No, it doesn't help it, anybody. You know, but so it's And it's their often, first blowout of the year. It's their first really, really poor blowout of the year and everyone I at the beginning the of the season. I think the last couple of maybe two or three weeks they've been sort of copying it a little bit because yeah. they've I think they've dropped away but, significantly. Oh, no yeah. But everyone is saying at the beginning of the year that this is the worst list they've seen. Mm. So we've got to expect some of this. Yep. You know, the clean out they had at the end of last year, they lost both their captains. You know, um, you've got to this is going to happen, yep. you know, and the start of the season was brilliant and, and so I think we just need to get off their back a bit, you know. I don't think that commentary helps anybody. Yeah, it's a bit of a common theme I think mm. uh you know, week to week, people look at the week in isolation where yeah. you, you need to look at the season in a, as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard sometimes if you're getting mm. a bit emotional about things. But yes. uh, yeah. All right. What are we going to talk about? Let's talk about some things. Oh, firstly, a couple of people did uh, touch base with us on Facebook. Okay. So firstly, I'll just quickly address theirs and they might help me address other things. Robbie G, we love it when Robbie G touches base with us. Yes. Highlights for him were Mad Jack returning to the VFL. And I know he played limited game time, old Madge, and he did look a bit rusty, but just great having him out there. Great for footy, great for him personally. Um, and uh, I, I don't think he set any goals on returning back to AFL, just get him out there and enjoying life, enjoying footy. Yeah. Great. Good to see. Um, he said another highlight, Eagles smashing the Dockers. Yeah, we love that. He says, we'll forever be in our shadow. Aha. Um, and lastly, he said, Brisbane are shaping into a good team. And wowee, we'll talk about Brisbane a bit later. Mm. Boy, did they look good on Sunday afternoon. You know what it was? It was. 
Marcus Adams. Yes. <laughs> I reckon the uh, the podcast, if you haven't had a listen to it, just go back and have a listen to our chat with Marcus Adams last week. He was sensational. He was. And, and uh, uh, into the team. Played as a forward, which surprised. Mm. Uh, but uh, with Hipwood, Hipwood might be out. So it'd be interesting to see if he stays there. Might hold his place. Yeah. And Nico, we love it when Nico gets a part of us. Now he's written an essay here, so I'll just take a couple of little bits from it. He liked the Friday Night Thriller. Now, I was annoyed that this wasn't a showdown, but it ended up being a good game with the Hawks uh, beating the Pies. Yeah, well, the showdown would have been <laughs> terrible. So Yeah. Um, he talks about uh, West Coast going uh, going pretty well. Lions continued improvement as a theme. The bad, another close loss for Carlton. That that was great from Carlton. They were done. They were cooked and uh, came back and only lost by five points. GWS having the talent but can't get it done. Um, Suns being a percentage booster for other teams and Frio's goalking two goals nineteen mm. uh, for the Dockers. But we'll talk about the games later. A little bit of other news. So Nick Larkey. Hold on a minute. You go. What are you going to talk <laughs> I about? I was going to talk about him in my my thing, but uh, that's all right. You can mention him. But just before, there was one one thing on Twitter that I wanted to mention. Uh, my dad just uh, given us heaps for uh, his highlights four quarters at Optus Stadium. Oh yes, okay, good. So thank uh, you, Ray. Yeah, thanks Get for on that. Us. And about also on. the other mention that uh, he pointed out uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jonathan Brown on the couch said mm. that the Dockers were the best team in Western Australia. What a difference a few weeks I think makes. that's when we got pumped by Sydney maybe and it was just yeah, a bit of I reactive think, media, mumble jumble. I think we must have just beat someone at home that week. Mm. Or Brisbane, maybe. Collingwood, I don't know, Brisbane. Yeah. Um, Larky, rising star? Rising star, yes. Good. Now, I'm not sure. I thought I saw a stat somewhere. Is this the fourth rising star for North Melbourne this year? That sounds about right. They've had a few. So I don't think that they've had four in a year before. That's pretty decent. they got some good kids. Thomas, Zerha. Yeah. Um, oh, they're looking the goods. Mm. Looking the goods. Good. LDU coming through as well. Mm. Uh, he was pick 73 in the 2016 draft, so a late pick. Coming good. Uh, yeah. Coming good there. Um, so... Oh, Chris Judd. Did you hear about him? I didn't. No, go oh, for yeah, it. We. So he's talking about the Carlton job. Well, maybe I did. And he said on Footy Classified, which is one of my least favourite shows on TV, yeah. uh, he said, we don't want someone coaching the club with training wheels. So pretty much hinting that Teague might not be a chance and they, they want, want an experienced, experienced coach. coach. Mm. So everyone now has looked to Paul Roos. Um, and I've probably su- I've suggested a few here. So Ruse, Voss, Voss with Ruse looking over his shoulder, possibly Ratten, Hinkley, Lyon. Yep, maybe possibility. So I don't know, but that's just you know. But David Teague might not like uh, hearing those things. I think he's going pretty well. I yeah, think, he's going okay. I think they, uh, what's his name Titus might have tweeted something like, oh, "Why would he want t- David Teague there when he's going against?" Uh, I guess. Decades of Carlton culture of losing, um, but uh, yeah, I Good don't know. Yeah, interesting and uh, interesting there with Carlton, but yeah, it is. Uh, I've got one: mm-hmm. the unveiling of the Nicky Winmar statue yeah, at Optus you. Stadium. That was on our Facebook. It was well, well posted by you. Yeah, I uh, went and had a quick look at that before the game started on the weekend. Mm. And that was probably the highlight of the day. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, people crowded around all over the place getting photos um, next to the statue. Look forward to seeing it on Friday night. 
Yeah. Mm, no, nah, brilliant. Good. Brilliant. Really great good. idea. You know, you know, there was always talk about who's going to be the statues around Opt Stadium and what a fantastic way to start. I don't think there's too many complaints about having Nicky out there with that iconic moment. No, I guess the Park. only thing is it's a little bit strange. I guess maybe it would have been better at St Kilda's home ground or something like that where he played. But, but we, we're, we're a bit, because we're sort of all the way over here, we claim we do treasure our West Aussies. We do. So uh, don't be surprised if there's a statue of like Simon Black or Buddy or something like that, <laughs> just because they're West Aussies. <laughs> They'd probably be better putting up one of, uh, I don't know, mm. one that played for a West Australian team. Yeah, maybe. Uh, just off the topic, I did a bit of number crunching. I saw SEN on their Twitter mm. put out a question. I think it was SEN. Who is the best player since 2010? Because that's going to that's gonna come, the players of the decade, that talk is going to come at the end of this year. Okay. And their answer was Joel Selwood. Um, and there's and then I looked at is the that comments. Based on stats or something, is it? I don't really know what it's based on, but I can't remember who it was. Matthew Lloyd or someone like that. Um, I'm putting words in mouth. So I thought I'm on school holidays. I got all this extra time, <laughs> so I thought I'm going to base this on all Australians. So who's got the most all Aussie jumpers in this decade? Who do you think it is? Uh, Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Buddy has seven all Australians. Out of nine years, not bad. Mm. So Buddy with seven. Ablett, he doesn't have it for nine years. Yeah. Buddy, uh, sorry, Ablett and Danger with six. Rance, Selwood and Pendles with five. Enright, Swan and Robbie Gray with four. Okay. And there's a few with three. Um, yeah. I, Buddy was the player that came to mind when you think of the best player in the past decade. Mm. Uh, I was probably going to go Ablett. Yeah. I don't know about that, but... Mm, interesting discussion point. Though. I think maybe there's probably a few midfielders in there um, that are, have been awesome for the last ten years as well. But mm. uh, Buddy's probably the superstar. Superstar. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's you know forwards. There's no real competition. And JK has been in there. Josh Kennedy's been in there three times. There must be some decent Jeffrey midfielders Walt. there somewhere. Oh yeah. So the next with three All Australians, you've got Betts, Rioli, both Josh Kennedys, the Sydney and the Eagles one. Hanbury, your mate, Dusty, Jack Rewalt, Jeremy McGovern, and Sam Mitchell. Mm. With three. Yeah, I feel like there's a midfielder that should have been in there for most of those years that maybe isn't named. Mm. Chances are I'd probably play for a non-Victorian club because they struggle to get picked. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Fifey's only got two. Okay. Interesting. But, yeah, Mm. interesting discussion. Robbed. I vote Ablett. (laughs) Uh, All right. um, I had one uh, one other issue. Now, this is just something that's been bugging me with the game for, like, Maybe not the right time to talk about it, but it's been bugging me with the game for a little while now, and maybe your perspective is uh, is good on this. The handball over their head, it has been bugging me for a long time. What point did that stop being called a throw? Um, you probably you're know. talking about the Liam Ryan one, oh, yeah. Well, that one was one that came up, but over the last. Yeah, it's not called anymore, of weeks. is it? It's, it's not just called. not called anymore. Mm. And there's so many that are basically throws well, this, that just are let I go now. I feel like now. this started with the Western Bulldogs okay. in 2016. Now this handball-happy team. Mm. And some people were saying, well, you know, some of these handballs are so quick, they're throws. Yeah. And I don't think a lot was really done or said or, you know, I mean, umpires, I mean, they've got so much to look at. Mm. Um, but – Personally, I mean, and although I love the Rioli soccer off the ground finish. Oh, look, that was a fantastic goal. I, um, but 
I thought, gee whiz, I haven't thought that about the Liam Ryan one. I thought, oh boy, that's a yeah. throw. Yeah. <laughs> and when I look at every time someone handballs over their head, I think that's a throw or that's my immediate thought. Not necessarily, you know, you can do it while looking like a legitimate handball, but it was always in the past, no matter how you did it, called a throw. Mm. And at some point it changed to it's not a throw anymore. Yeah. And there was that one that you mentioned. There was one maybe one or two weeks ago that must have gone 30 metres over the head. It was something like where the guy was tackled at the time when he was doing it and it's just flung out 30 metres down the ground. Mm. Clearly a throw. Yep. Because you can't handball that sort of distance. It's not one that's talked about. Mm. Uh, in all honesty, but if I, I see something like that, I usually call it. Okay. I wasn't sure it's if a the hard rules skill. were sort of changed slightly. It's a, Not that I'm aware of. It's a hard skill to execute properly mm. uh, if you're going to be doing that. So, yeah, no, interesting one. But it, not even the commentators mentioned anything about the Liam Ryan one, so it's just no. normal now. Like mm. it's just – Exactly. And everyone's yeah. saying how good it was, but I'm like, oh. But, you know. As no, I no, say, no, I just uh, as it's I been say, we'll take me it for a while, and uh, <laughs> Mate, I had to get, get it all it off out. My chest. Get it all out there. Mm. Um, you know, we're happy. We're we're a nice supportive. So keep your eye on it over the next few oh, weeks. Oh, we'll keep my eye on it and see if you notice it too. Done. Okay. What are we doing? We're we getting to the uh, games. Should we get into the games? Let's do the games. Here we all go. Right. Take a short break, and we will be back with a game review. The Hold the Ball Podcast. Okay, let's get on to the games, and I think. You had the first I'm game? first. I'm up you first. Did? Hawthorne, yep. Collingwood on Friday night. And I went to the, the pub in the certainty that this game was done and Collingwood were going to just be a formality and the Hawks had all the play. And I actually rang, and we do encourage responsible gambling at this uh, this wonderful place here on this podcast because we can't pick a multi at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I rang up halfway through the second quarter and I thought, Kang- uh, Kangas, Hawks are going well. And I put a bet on them at 260. Wow. So, you know, that's all right, 260. Uh, and it came in the end. Happy days. But I was resigned to that losing. But Hawthorne dominated this game. They won the inside 50s, 57 to 35. Wow. But as I've said before, um, their forward line just really struggles to kick kick goals. Um Interesting, a uh, couple of talking points. Nick Del Santos come out and smashed Bre- uh, Mason Cox, mm. uh, saying, you know, I'm sick of hearing about the prelim. Well, he's had a bit of an interrupted preseason. We've got to remember that he hasn't been playing footy for very long. So how about no, we just, no. again, get off his back? Um, yeah. yeah, but... Yeah. I think you you remember when the grand final came around and everyone was like, Mason Cox, Mason Cox, yeah. and then he just did nothing. Yeah, he had a good third quarter. He's like Jack Darling, did nothing for half the game and then came mm. into the game late, but... I think we can ease up a bit on him. I'm all right with that. Um, Sicily down back, and we'll get into the votes in a minute, but obviously Sicily's going to be in there. The talk is, should he ever go forward? Clarko's like, well, if I need him forward, I'm going to throw him forward. I'm going to keep that up my sleeve. Um, I don't mind experimenting, but Sicily, geez, a good defender. And didn't he throw him forward in the last couple of weeks and it was just basically pointless? Didn't work. Yeah. Um, He's fantastic down back. Yeah. And Mitchell Lewis. Looks a player. Took, I think, four contested marks. Wow. Um, so, you know, some really good signs. Collingwood, I guess the thing for them, they've now lost two in a row. Um, their next three, West Coast in Perth, GWS and Richmond. Wow. So a big three weeks coming up for Collingwood. Um, They're going to struggle. Yeah. So where are they? Um, Bucks has come out and said we're out of form. 
and and Robbo on 360 saying that well they don't have any answers. I don't know what the answers are for the Pies, but they're not looking. They're not playing with the same intensity that they have, and they're not. They're missing some players. I mean, they're missing well, they beams, beams, obviously. and Adams, and um, um, but they they're not giving a game to guys like Varco. Um, you know, they haven't got a big forward. Stevenson is huge. Yeah, I yeah that is a big miss. He's massive. Surprising how a, a, what is a second year player can be that that important. Yeah, we're going to talk about. Um, my halfway through the season All-Australian team in the next segment, Stevenson would have been in there, but I've ruled him out because there's no point Okay, because um, he's not going to play any more games. Okay. Uh, he was going that well. But anyway, on to my votes and a good win for the Hawks. This keeps their season alive, uh, which we can say about a lot of – a lot of teams after this week and puts Collingwood back in the pack. Uh, one vote I gave to Trelaw, 31 touches at 71%, six intercepts, six score involvements and nine clearances. He was really good for the Pies as he usually is. Two votes. And this guy is having a really good little passage, uh, little patch of form. Jarman Impey, um, 25 touches at 80%, five intercepts, five score involvements and 526 metres gain. He's going really well at the moment, Impey, yep. and it's been a really good pickup for the Hawks and three votes to James Sicily. He had 28 touches at 93%, 14 marks, five of them were contested and 10 intercepts. Um, he uh, is, is, oh geez, Firming is a really Huge. good uh, defender and a big player. He'd be a shot at the uh, All-Australian at the end of the year if he continues that form. Well, what they all want to do is get into my team. So we'll see if he makes that. We'll see. And uh, go from there. On to you for what, whatever game was on Saturday morning. What was that? The Bombers and the Swans. This was a good game. This was a good game. Uh, a, lot, uh, a lot at stake. Essendon won the game by 10 points in the end, but uh, I think we both tipped the Swans. We did. So a um, little bit of a surprise. I think Essendon, very hard to tip at the they've moment. They've now won four or five. Like okay. After Woosh was you know, supposedly getting the sack, mm. they've won four or five. So looking all right, the Bombers, all of a sudden, just outside the eight, I think. So it was a basically a tight game, all, all game, but Essendon pulled away in the last quarter. So it was a good good watch. Uh, interesting, I saw a stat and I didn't think it could be true because it's such a long time, but it says here that Sydney's last victory at the MCG against the Bombers was in 1923. Oh, wow. Does that make sense? Well, it makes sense, but it was a long time ago. It's truth. I mean, Sydney wouldn't have been Sydney in 1923. No. No. Uh, anyway, well, throwing that out there. Maybe they played them at Marvel or Etihad or something or always up at the SCG. Possibly. Okay. Something to look into. Um, Essendon won the hit outs, but Sydney won the clearances. And Alir Alir in the centre was very, very Revelation. good. He was sort of uh, almost a sort of a bit of a Nick Nat type thing, like – a number of times he didn't even bother going up and got, uh, Clark hit it straight to him and he just cleared the ball. Clark's uh, not, you know, at no. the top of his game at the moment, oh, is he? Oh, no. And considering um, obviously dropped by the Dockers a few years ago, had a great year at the Waffle last year. Fighting for his life. I think they were saying he had like one disposal in the third quarter or something. Yeah, that's my next stat. Oh, sorry Thanks. about that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> He had uh, one disposal to three-quarter time. Oh, there you go. Finished with five. Thank so God. he had Came a home, huge last, last quarter. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, I think he, he was actually oh, – Yeah, give him a clap. Big, big last quarter. He was – you know, had a good last quarter. So uh, he was sort of a bit pivotal to uh, Essendon's win in the end. Uh, so my votes. Uh, one vote? No. <laughs> Zero. Uh, Josh Kennedy. 
gave him one vote, 35 disposals, 20 of those contested, nine clearances and four inside 50s. I gave the two votes to Dylan Scheel. Had a very good game. Probably one of his best games in Essendon colours, I think. Uh, 29 disposals, nine tackles, five clearances and six inside 50s. And I gave the three votes to David Zaharakis. Uh, 22 disposals, five inside 50s and three goals. So big He's game. good when he's kicking goals, Zaharakis. He can yeah. be a good sort of finishing midfielder. That's right, yeah. He's yeah. the cream on the cake type player. That's right, yeah. Uh, so that was that game. And then uh, we move on to yours, Sydney and the Tigers. It's well, not Sydney, Gold Suns. Coast. The Suns, Suns. And, the, and the Tigers uh, were at the home of football on Saturday afternoon. Uh, it, was, it was a Saturday early game. And uh, I've sort of talked about this a bit. Richmond hit 100 points at halftime and uh, the Suns, yeah, they uh, they certainly struggled. And But uh, they held their own in the second half. Um, I think it was the first time someone scored 100 points to half time in like 15 years or something like that. A stat came out. Um, Richmond face a good problem. Jack Rewalt's just declared himself fit to play this week. Um, but at the moment, their forward line is just firing. So they got Lynch going well. Castagna kicked five. Bolton, Rioli, Stack, Lambert all firing. Chol. He looks good. I like him. Who's Chol? Chol. He's a Sudanese... Uh, Man who's coming, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like him. He's exciting um, and doing great things. So positive signs there for uh, for Richmond. Um, but uh, yeah, this game just meandered through the second half, and Richmond won by I think ninety two points. Votes for this one, I gave one vote to Castagna with his five goals. Uh, and 10 marks from 18 disposals. Uh, I gave two votes, and good to have this guy back in good form. He's a really important player for them. Came Lambert had 24 touches and three goals, 11 score involvements, and three votes to the Brownlow medalist Trent Cochin. 27 touches, two goals, 10 score involvements, and six clearances. He uh, set the tone in the midfield. Awesome. You had the... Two, you've got the next like three games. I do, yeah. So I'll go to the down, and grab a beer go and, and get ourselves a whiskey. And uh, all right, I'll do that. Uh, so the next game was the Crows against Port Adelaide, and uh, this was a good game uh, for a little while. the The power ended up winning by fifty seven points. Uh, so the game was even until the second half, when the power kicked nine goals to one uh, in the second half to. Uh, win the game by by 57 and continue their yo-yo form, as we've sort of referred to it. And there was a little bit of a stat here, Swamp. Port has alternated results in their last eight games, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Their record as a club is nine games in a row in 2005. The VFL-AFL record is 15 games in a row by Fremantle in 2001-2002. Very interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, Tex Walker put the Crows in front, and I've returned from my drinks break, uh, with, uh, I think, the first goal of the second half. Walker puts the Crows in front. Yep. Then he has another shot, and he misses. And then and they then lose they, by 57 points. They never kicked a goal after that. So I think the club, Pikey, came out and apologised after the game, and mm. Mm, no good, the Crows. No. So uh, interesting that Boak was a late withdrawal in the warm-up. He a okay. uh, bit of a back spasm in the warm-up, so uh, he t- he fell out, and then uh, Pal Pepper came in and played well. played well. So those ones that were dropped, Westhoff played well. 
Um, who's the other one? Pal Bebe. Uh, Rocky played well. Yep. So looks like they're back in. They the are. One we're still missing is Ryder. Yeah. Well, I think Lysette's going right, isn't he? Well, that was the interesting thing because it looked like Lysette might have done a PCL injury in the first quarter. He had that sort of knee on, I don't think it was knee on knee, it might have been knee on shin or something, and uh, was sort of out for the rest of the first quarter, but came back on at the start of the second quarter and played really, really well. Um, he also kicked a great goal, one of the goals of the week this week. I don't it know was. if you saw that one. Yeah, he went all beast mode after it with his celebration too. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> well, he just sort of ran circles a little bit around uh, O'Brien. Yeah. So that was quite good. And, yeah, as we mentioned, Pal Pepper and Westhoff were good after being dropped for the previous game. So my votes for the day, I gave Matt Crouch one vote, 29 disposals, three tackles, four clearances, three inside 50s and one goal. I thought... Uh, his sort of takes a bit of time to think about where he's going to kick it and sort of hits a target a lot more than a lot of other players that just sort of kick and hope. Um, Brad Ebert, I gave him two votes. Big return. Big return, yeah. Uh, 14 disposals, nine marks, five tackles and three goals. Playing basically as a forward these days. He's big enough. Mm. And uh, we mentioned before the star of my uh, week, Robbie Gray, had 35 disposals, 10 clearances, five inside 50s, and uh, won the showdown medal. For the fifth time. For the fifth time. And he's one that uh, he's definitely in that conversation. I reckon he's in the top of that discussion that I uh, launched at the beginning. He's got to be in the top five of yeah. this decade. Has to be. Mm. Um, absolutely outstanding he's player. He's been very good. Yeah. Mm. So big win for the power. And uh, continues their yo-yo season. We'll move on to the next game on Saturday, which was the Dogs and the Cats. Boil over. And, yeah, another sort of strange result. Uh, The Dogs ended up winning by 16 points. They kicked the last five – kicked uh, five of the last quarter goals after kicking only five in the first three quarters. So quite an interesting one. Exciting team, the Dogs. They are. And uh, all from the – Big, big star forward that is the Astronaut. Astronaut. Mm. Four goals, I think. Yep, had four goals, uh, two of those in the last quarter and had nine marks. I think he had a couple of contest, a couple of those were contested marks. Um, so but- a shot for finals now, the dogs. like it, We'll talk about that later, later, but opens the door with your mob not doing so well. Port inconsistent, Essendon. Yeah. It's oh gee, Adelaide. there's a number of teams in that sort of area, yeah. isn't there? On that sort of seven wins North. mark, maybe a couple on six that are a chance to push up. Huge, yeah. huge. Uh, so my votes for the day: uh, all dogs players, uh, Lock, uh, Lucky Hunter. I was going to say Lucky Neil, Lucky Hunter. Wait for Sunday. <laughs> Thirty-two disposals, nine marks, three clearances, and seven inside fifties. Gave two votes to. Astronaut, 14 disposals, nine marks, two contested, five inside, uh, sorry, five marks inside 50, uh, four inside 50s and four goals. And then I gave the three votes to uh, someone who's playing some really good footy at the moment, Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah, I think he's got top votes. I think he's moved to second or third in their coaches' votes now. He's... Mm. He's going all right. Very good. 27 disposals, 17 of those contested, six tackles, five clearances, six inside 50s, and a goal. He also actually got seven free kicks paid to him during the day. 
There you go. Very interesting one. You don't often McEnany. see that. That's many. why I wanted to escort McInerney off because he looked after him all day. Good job. I think I saw him shake his hand at the <laughs> end there or something. Yeah. I mean, no, no, that was uh, what's his name, Eastern Wood. Yeah, good eye. Mm. Nice. All right. Uh, Come on, let's I talk think about you're the derby. Up next on the Sunday. <laughs> Come on. All right. Let's go. So uh, yeah, the Eagles won on Saturday night by ninety-one points after the Dockers kicked two goals, nineteen for the day. Uh, it was just all one-way traffic. I think the Dockers looked good for about the first 10 or 15 minutes and then uh, that was the end of it. So so the interesting thing here is that Dockers won the inside 50 count, 60 to 50. Yeah, you keep throwing stats out that I'm going to read out at some point. Oh, so. shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, we won the inside 50s and uh, lost by 91 points. How does that happen? Don't know. Yeah. West Coast, very efficient side inside 50. They are. Um, you know, we spoke about Hawthorne not being uh, at, the, at the top of the review, but mm. obviously it shows you've just got to have your, your, your gun forwards, specific forwards. Yeah, in. well, I think that. I mean, our forward line's a bit mm. uh, sort of a piecing together players Developing. at the moment. Uh, you know, having no Tabernar and no Hogan. Uh, and Lobb sort of coming back from injury and playing down there. And then Sandland's coming back from injury after a year out and trying to go up against Nick Nat and, and Hickey, who was, who was pretty good. Hickey was good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Dockers were inefficient and accurate. Um, and, yeah, you read out my stat, winning in the inside 50s, but only kicking two goals, 19 for the match. So couldn't kick straight. A lot of those were rushed, but I think that goes down to sort of how well the Eagles were defending a bit as well. Yeah. And I think you forget that sometimes that um, the Eagles are a very good defensive side. Yeah. Uh, they got some great players down And I there. do like a, a – Brass sit- back. Brass back, yep. Mm. Um, oh, McGovern was back too, wasn't he? Because yep. he was suspended. Yep. Um, and interesting that Simpson said at the start of 2018, they changed the approach. So only forwards now play in the forward line for West Coast. Um, they've got six specialist forwards down there, and I think that helps so much. I think that's helped West Coast so much. You've got six forwards that work together as a team, mm. and then you've got one on the bench, and they rotate through. There's no resting mids going down there. Yeah. I like, like it. I haven't seen Venables play in the forward line or anything yep. like that. Um, that's one thing that's really bugging me with the Dockers at the moment. Um, what's the point of playing Adam Chera as a defender? Yeah, you spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. And What's the point of playing? I mean, I think uh, Brayshaw's getting a bit more of a go. He tends to play on a wing and then come through the middle a bit. But Chera's playing either as uh, a defender or a forward. It's not his position. Mm. Why not send him to the waffle and put him in the middle, develop him? Yeah. What's the point in playing him down back? I don't understand. Bring a defender in and play him down back. Mm. You know, you've got uh, Duman and... uh, that other guy. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, I can't think of, but at least play a defender in the f- defense. And um, yeah, it's really bugging me. Okay. Um, anyway, so what else did I have here? Uh, new record for the largest margin for two sides that came within six, six scoring shots of each other. Oh, there you go. There's a stat. Swamp stat. Mm. Uh, all right. So the votes, uh, I gave one vote to Nick Natanui. Uh, I know you wanted uh, Gaffy there, but... Um, I think Nick Nat 
just showed what a powerhouse he is. Mm. Uh, some of his tap work was amazing. The one to Shuey. Oh, the one uh, and the, and the one-handed pickup that fed uh, Cameron his first yep. goal. There's some. There were some moments there were just like, yeah, you know, he's going to make a huge difference to to your side. I think the difference between in your side and out is that you win the clearances when he's there, mm. and you generally well, the last two weeks. I think there was a stat it. that West Coast have won the clearances by 25 over the last two weeks. Mm. Nick Nat, big. I think he had six holding his own on Saturday. Uh, he did. He had yeah, six clearances. Sorry. Big difference. So he had 14 disposals, 11 of those contested, which just shows you he's in there. Mm. Just and he he looks his big. Way through. Oh, he's huge. Yeah, he just sort of. Mum kept calling him a tank. So, um, yeah, huge. Uh, so six clearances, eight one percenters, four inside 50s and three goal assists. A couple of those we just mentioned. Uh, Luke Shuey, I gave two votes, 28 disposals, eight tackles, nine clearances, six inside 50s and a goal. Uh, and I gave three votes to Brad Shepard, who won the Glen Denning Allen medal on the day. Uh, 25 disposals, 7 marks, 7 spoils, 11 rebound 50s and 8 one percenters. So big defenders game. And uh, I think sometimes you don't sort of see all the stats with those sorts of players, but when you watch them. Shep. Uh, oh, yeah. gee, Shep and you've been going on about him for oh, a I've been talking about while. Shep because no one else bloody does. He's having a super season, Brad Shepard. Mm. I was glad that he got a bit of recognition on uh, Saturday night. So uh, we got through that. And I wasn't crying, so that's well good. Well done. Good work. So you can have a go. Sunday morning, uh, Perth time, we saw Carlton and Melbourne, and I wasn't really looking forward to watching this one, and it ended up being a really good game. Um, I uh, read something early days before I turned it on. Uh, it said uh, there were more turnovers than a pancake uh, <laughs> in this one. Early days, it was just a shocking advertisement for footy. Um, and, uh, yeah, there wasn't much cheering going on. Uh, but... Uh, three-quarter time, Ds are five goals up. I thought, yeah, this one's done. This is cooked. And the Blues, for the second week in a row, um, finish uh, quite strongly, kick five goals to one in the last quarter. So you come down to the last play and McGovern goes off the ground and hits the post and uh, the to draw. It would have drawn the game and the, uh, the Ds win by five points. But I think personally, I mean, Melbourne had no bench. Uh, Max Gorn didn't play. Um Tom McDonald kicked six goals in three quarters, then didn't play the last quarter. Um, yeah, both sides take a fair bit out of that, I would have thought. Um, Carlton are seeing a really competitive Carlton side. Carlton don't have their best player in the team. Yep, that too. Um, and so, Kerno, did he come back in or is he still out? Don't think Kerno played? No. I watched and I did not see Kerno, so he didn't so, play. Yeah, Charlie um, out. Probably was good two though. of their best, best yeah. players. Yeah. So... Uh, I guess both clubs will get a little bit out of it, but um, really good finish um, and full. I mean, Carlton, David Teague looking really good. My votes and one vote to a guy who's been much maligned and he's now found himself a regular spot in this side. Uh, Jack Silvani, 18 touches and three goals, eight score involvements was really good uh, for the for the Blues and um, showed a lot of polish. Two votes to Clayton Oliver, 26 touches, 19 of them were contested. Nine score involvements, 26 pressure acts, 10 clearances, 11 tackles. Big game for, for Clayton Oliver. And I gave three votes. He didn't play the last quarter, but six goals from Tom McDonald was the difference. Now he will not play for the rest of the season with that knee injury. Wow. So Melbourne's forward line. Well done, Tom. 
you'll have a spell on the sidelines now. Mm. But uh, yeah, a good game on uh, Sunday morning. Huge. All right, I'll move on to the next game the on Kangas Sunday. Keep rolling on. The Kangas against the Saints, and yeah, the Kangas won by thirty-nine points, and they started on fire. Uh, they were up by 40 points at quarter time. Huge. So it was basically even after that in terms of scores. Uh, both Zerha and uh, your mate Larky, the rising star, kicked four, five goals each. And uh, Bruce, Josh Bruce for the Saints, six. kicked six. PB. So that was huge. Um, yeah, and we mentioned there Larky run the rising star for his performance and the fourth North player uh, this year to get, get nominated. Uh, so I'm just going to quickly go through the votes here. Uh, Joss Bruce, Bruce uh, gave him one vote, 17 disposals, seven marks, four tackles, and six goals straight. Uh, two votes to Jai Simpkin. He had 36 disposals, 21 of those contested, nine clearances, six inside 50s, and a goal. And I gave three votes to Cam Zerha, who's having a great season. 16 disposals, 8 marks, 5 goals, 5 goals, 3 actually. So had 8 shots on goal. So a massive game. And he's a bit one of those players as well that stats don't always show you, but he's sort of a real presence around the ball. Um, a little bit like Stringer. He reminds me a bit of Stringer. Okay. Sort of a sort of... Um, Stringer when he wants to, has a presence around yeah, the ball. When, yeah, when he wants to, yeah. Mm. So yeah, North. North. They, How far can they go? I reckon North... And the Eagles are the form teams of the of the competition at the moment. Yeah, you're probably right. How many teams do you reckon would beat North at the moment? Not many, actually. They're on fire. They yeah. just look like a completely um, different Steve team. Steve Cornelio on the weekend said North are the toughest team in the comp at the moment. Wow. Hardest team. Like, physically hard. Shin bonus spirits back mm, in. It's back. Uh, yeah. It's back and reshore. Give the job. Mm. Uh, on to the final game and just, uh, you know... Usually Mike's at the uh, Dockers game at this point, but we had the Giants take on the Lions, and the big question out of this game is, are the Lions the real deal? They're definitely the the team to beat at the moment, I think. Mm, Brisbane North would be an interesting game. Um, Is that coming up next? No. (laughs) Um, Brisbane play Port. Uh, Anyway. uh, Yeah, that's right. They, uh, uh, what, Ben Diskett, Ben Dixon came out and said they can do anything. They're capable of anything. The time is now. He's saying they shouldn't. we shouldn't be talking about Brisbane in terms of what they might be able to do next year with another year's development. You only have to look at Melbourne for that comparison and how after last year everyone thought Melbourne would be good this year and it hasn't worked out for them. The time for Brisbane is now. <coughs> it's interesting you say that because I guess if you compare Brisbane to the, the form teams or the best teams – uh, they've just beaten GWS. Um, they beat the Eagles round one. You know, fair enough, Eagles, you know, win a premiership, well underdone round one. Didn't have a few of the stars in Yeah, um, but I think Brisbane might have the sort of game style that troubles the Eagles as well. Yeah, oh, It's a yeah. bit of a sort of quick running sort mm. of game style. Yeah. Um, Interestingly enough, they were the seventh most experienced team out there. Like, which is not what we think of when we think of Brisbane. No. So, um, which shows that, the, you know, the, the time to start thinking about big things is now for Brisbane. Yeah. They have they are 4-1 and one against top eight sides, so they're showing that they can do it. Um, whereas on the other side of the coin, GWS, 
um, have now lost three of their last four. Uh, they have only won two games against top eight sides this year. So perhaps some question marks starting to emerge. They've now lost Josh Kelly for the next three weeks. And in those three weeks, they play Richmond at the MCG, Collingwood at home, and Port Adelaide, all teams that currently sit in the top eight. Mm. And those three games will shape their season. And struggling now with uh, injuries to Josh Kelly mm-hmm. and uh, Cornelio sort of touch and go to get up this play. week. Mumford hoping he'll get up. But they need to win two of those three, two or three of those to make top four. Mm. They win one or none and their top four is done. Yeah. So they'll make finals. That's not – I don't think that's a worry. But they want to be finishing top four. So really interesting times ahead for the Giants. Uh, my votes for this game, I've gone Steve Cornelio. Um, he was at three votes at half time, and then he hurt his knee. Uh, 34 touches, 20 of them were contested, 11 tackles and nine clearances. He was massive. Two votes to Lincoln McCarthy, who's um, – Bobbing up and doing some great things. He had 22 touches, three goals, nine score involvements, and seven clearances, and three votes to Lockie Neal. Uh, back to the top of our leaderboard. Uh, 31 touches, a goal, seven intercepts, seven score involvements, and seven clearances. So triple seven, pharmacy triple seven, little advertisement there for them. Lockie Neal, three votes, going really well, and he now sits back at the top He's of back our at leaderboard. The top, is back he? at the top with no votes for... Uh, he hadn't received too many votes for a while, though. No. He had a great start to the season. He will start um, the season on fire. Um, maybe have a little bit of a lead if our our vote giving is anything to go by. Well, I think Brisbane were a little bit like that. They started quite quite well and then uh, quietened down sort of mid-season yep. and they've now sort of won a, won a couple. Yeah, so now we've got Neil with a three-vote gap on Grundy. They were sitting on 17 votes together, so Neil's on 20. No votes to Grundy or Kelly on the weekend. Uh, Canelio in fourth on 15, and you've got a host of players on 14, mm. which are now joined by Shuey and Bontempelli. And interestingly enough, I put our leaderboard, the AFL's leaderboard and the coach's leaderboard yes, on our Facebook and that. Twitter. And uh, my brother got on there and, cheers, steve love your work, uh, and said Shuey's got to be in the conversation. Shuey's moved into the top ten of the coaches' votes now. I think he's sixth, and we've got him here equal fifth. So uh, making a charge, Shuey. Um, mm. He's had some really good games. He but has. Interestingly enough, though, with Shuey, I read the other day, has never polled more than ten votes in a Brownlow season. And you think he's a better player than that. Um, mm. But uh, well, who's stolen the votes from? Well, I remember a couple of years ago, I was it Gaff that got a whole heap of votes. Yeah, yeah. I, I punted on him to get top five a couple of years ago, and I thought he had a great season. It was either fifteen or sixteen, and Gaff. Every game, I thought Shuey was going to get votes. Gaff got him, mm. but I don't think that'll happen this year. I don't think. I think Shuey's been very influential in the midfield. Yeah, um, and now in the run home, I think we've got seven games left with Nick Nat back. Shuey is a chance to get some votes. So he's coming. I got on him at $151 about seven weeks ago. I think he's coming to about $60. Um, watch wow. this space. Shuey could be an outsider. But Lockie Neal at the moment. Yeah, having a great season. All right. Could do with him uh, getting some appearances <laughs> out the middle uh, on Saturday night. but mm, uh, Not to be. Mm, mm. Got neither of those two players that we... Uh, or Chera could be... In, oh, wait. Oh, he's not playing midfield. Uh, right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, now, next little... Uh, oh, oh boy. Just push all the buttons. That's next, the one I was next, thank you. Uh, next little segment. 
I've put together my all-Australian team after 15 rounds. And I'm going to tell you how bad it is. He's going to tell me how bad it is. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll, we'll put it up on the pages uh, tomorrow. Here we go. Stay tuned. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. All right, here we go. And uh, I've spoken about, you know, teacher life, being on school holidays. And I thought I'd sit down over the last couple of days and put together my all-Australian lineup. Uh, to this point of the season. So looking forward to seeing what you think about it. Mike has not seen it yet, so looking forward to seeing what he thinks about it. Um, well, let's go. We'll start with the defence, the back line. The back line, okay. All uh, right. So this bloke could Where's be Where's Rance? Hey? <laughs> Rance, no. No, no, no. Uh, He's always in the All-Australian team. What are you talking about? Stop it. <laughs> Phil Davis should have got in instead of him last year. But anyway, mm. from the back pocket from Geelong, Tom Stewart. Yep. I've got him in there. I cannot disagree with that one. Fullback Harris Andrews from Brisbane. Yep. And on the other back pocket, I've got James Sicily from Oh, he's in. He's in. Okay. Um, how do we, we feel about the that? Sick okay? dog. Yeah, the sick dog's <laughs> in. Are we okay with that? Yeah. Uh, at this stage, I'd okay. like to see where the halfbacks okay. fall in just to see. Oh, yep. Okay, the halfbacks uh, from West Coast, Shannon Hearn on yep. the halfback yep. flank. That's fair enough. This was a position I struggled with a bit. Centre halfback, I've gone with Michael Hurley from Essendon. Yeah, yeah, I can see where you're going with that. And the other halfback flank, I've gone with Jake Lloyd from Sydney, mm. just ahead of a teammate of his. Okay. Mm. So Jake Lloyd, gee, he's uh, number five in the comp for disposals, number five for rebounds, number one for metres gained. So, so before we go himself. on. Yep, go on. Um, how, what have you based this on? Is this just sort of your perception or have you based it on like stats for the players or I did look at some numbers okay. uh, and, and the key numbers I like, I mean, uh, for defenders, particularly rebounds, important marks, um, meters gained for your half backers, um, intercepts. So I looked at those okay, things. So obviously what we've seen. Stats, yeah. Yeah. No, just curious. Cause we're missing guys like McGovern. Yeah, Gov is an interesting one, and he's, uh, he's your in my mate squad Shepard. of forty. He's in my squad of forty. McGov <laughs> didn't quite make the team. Uh, Gov, I thought had a slow um, start of the year, and is coming back. Blickavs, Blickavs, yeah, Blick, Blick, I can't. Blickavs, yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the hurdler, unlucky, unlucky. Um, but my third tallie was I thought was unlucky. He's probably Darcy Moore as well. Uh, I think, I think he's, he's just good. a Victorian height player. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> mm. Yeah, what about uh, Adelaide bloke? Um, Led. Well, yeah, lead. Okay. But um, Keith. Keith. Yeah. Maybe not a strong season, a few good games. Yeah, I thought he's dropped off the last few weeks. Mm. Um, yeah, thereabouts. Okay. I did think okay. about him. But player that I thought was really unlucky, probably Daniel Rich. I think he's had an excellent Actually, season. Actually, yeah, he's been a good halfback sort he's of a player. Really yeah. But I've, I've kept true here, so I've got backs playing backs. No, no, I agree with you. Wingers on the wing, which you'll see in a minute. Yes, okay. So my centre line. Okay, We've got Ricky Henderson on the wing because he's a winger. Okay, Um, I'm happy with that. And Lockie Neal in the middle. And on the other wing, we've got Mitch Duncan. Duncan. Just beat your boy. Just pips your boy. I had a look at them side by side (laughs) and he just pips him. Yeah, I probably would have leaned towards my boy. Oh, of course. So we're talking about Brad <laughs> we Hill might, there. might end up uh, over there next year anyway Maybe. by the sounds of things. Mm. Uh, Duncan, number two in the comp for – and the interesting though, both of those wingers, uh, marks and un- uncontested possessions, they are top ten of the comp. Okay. Um, so real true wingers they are. Mm. Uh, 
half forwards. All right. Walters. Yeah, he's had a great season. Picks himself. Yep. Jeremy Cameron at centre forward. Yep. Coleman medal leader. And Marcus Bontempelli on the other half forward flank. I thought we were sticking with positions to positions. Okay. I think Bont plays mid forward. Okay. Okay. He is number three in the comp for score involvements um, and does spend a bit of time up forward. Number five for inside 50s. Uh, and number 14 for tackles inside 50. So okay. he does some stuff inside some stuff 50. In there. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll so let it I get, slide. I, get I mean, point. Bont yep. would be in my team. Mm. Not sure about the position. Yeah, okay. But uh, all right, we'll, I, we'll I let that I'd go. I let that one slide. Full forward line. I've got Ablett in a forward pocket. Um, just pipping a Collingwood uh, person that we'll talk about later. Uh, Tomahawk at full forward and Charlie Cameron on the other forward pocket. Mm. Yep. That seems pretty good to me. Happy with that? Yep. And the ruck division, I think these three pick themselves. Grundy, the ruckman, Tim Kelly, and Patrick Cripps are the ruck division. Yeah, okay. Just thinking about our uh, our leaderboard and uh, yep. where these blokes were sitting there. Yeah, I might just grab it up. Hold on a minute. Okay, sure. Uh, I've still got it here. Lucky Neil, Grundy, Tim Kelly, Cornelio. Mm-hmm. Cornelio uh, sitting at fourth there. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't fit him in ahead of Paddy Cripps, although where is Cripps? Cripps. Oh, he's only one vote behind, one vote so behind. it's not, not bad. Mm. And he has missed two games. He's missed the last couple, yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. So we'll go to the bench. We'll get quickly yeah, get to the bench. Okay. And I'll try to, again, mix the position. Just positions. one of each position? Yeah, sort of. Uh, <laughs> so Another Bontempelli on there, like a, a mid-forward? Possibly. I mean, there is definitely a mid-forward. <laughs> uh, I've gone Maxi Gorn as the backup ruck. Because oh, I saw himself. some I saw some a team uh, that was done a couple of weeks ago, and they just had four mids on the bench. I didn't like it. So I've got mm. Maxi Gorn, Ben Cunnington. Okay. Makes the bench. Ben, yeah, Ben Cunnington's had a good year. Zorko. Yep, there's your mid-forward. Yep, and Brad Shepard is the Oh, he snuck in there. <laughs> snuck in the last <laughs> position. So uh, uh, Shepard makes the last position there on the yeah, bench. Yeah, all right. As Mate, my let me just defender. see here. We might just uh, sort of put some hold music on. I'll just see if I've still got my um, team from the beginning of the year. Oh, yes, our teams that we did earlier podcast, folks. We, uh, uh, we, we did a team. I really don't know. Well, he does that. If I might, yeah. if I had a squad of forty, these are the unlucky players who missed out. So Blixars, Rich, Moore, Rampy, and McGovern in defence. Uh, they were the ones who just missed out. In the midfield, Shuey, Fife, Dangerfield, Brad Crouch, Canelio, and Brad Hill and Travis Boak uh, were the ones who just missed out. And then the forwards, you've got Dugowie, Papley, who I think's had an excellent year. Ben Brown, Pendlebury, and I've also got Zach Williams. So if I had a squad of forty, they would they would be in it. So okay, now look, I think we wrote it down, so I don't have it on my computer here. But uh, <laughs> go back and listen. I was to the just podcast. trying to think about how many of those we had in our teams, but um, mm. I'm not sure that we did have a lot of those. Not- it was I think we probably picked a few more superstars, yeah. uh, and maybe there's some guys having I've good purely seasons. Purely gone on this year. Yeah. And this is my criticism sometimes of all Australian selectors. They go on, not this year. Oh, Hype. he's been a great player. Hype, that was yeah. the the justification for Lance Franklin being captain last year was he's had a great career. That is not what the team is about. No, it's about that. Shannon yeah. Hearn was the premiership captain and should have been the captain of the All-Australian team. Um, 
So, yeah, I guess if I had to pick a skipper of this side, it probably would be Shannon Earn. And maybe, who would be my vice-captain? Cripps. He's captain of Carlton. Paddy Cripps, eh? Yeah, why not? All right. So, yeah, let us know your feedback. I'll put it up on the socials. Yeah, it's a pretty good team. It's, uh, I think it's all right. Mm. Argue with me, you better have your stats uh, to back you up. Mm, okay. <laughs> Footywire.com is the website to get familiar with. <laughs> uh, so there you go. There's something a little bit different. There's my All-Australian team uh, at, as at round 15. We're going to have a look to a big round. Is it round 17 already? Boy, oh, yes. boy. Right after this short break. Holding the ball with Mike and Bomber. Uh, Rightio, uh, here we go and uh, we'll race through these because, you know, I know you're still dissecting and just in your car you're just sitting there applauding my old Australian team and just going, you know what, bombers all over it. Why didn't Dangerfield make it in the team? Uh, well, you know, he hasn't been good enough. Uh, he's Ouch. been all right. He has been all right. But, uh, yeah, no. Nah. Well, let's get in. Big round of footy coming up. Round 17, seven Huge. rounds to go. Huge round. Uh, boy, oh, boy, there are... There's just so much that can happen from here. And we start on Friday night. I will be there, and I cannot wait. West Coast and Collingwood at Optus Stadium. Um, second plays third. Second, third. West Coast have won nine of ten. Collingwood have lost their last two and are in a bit of a slump. They are. Uh, can they arrest the slump? I cannot see how Collingwood can make this a win. I just don't. cannot see it at all. You're, usually you should pick the form side. West Coast form is up. Collingwood's form is down. Just doesn't make sense to, to think Collingwood could win this. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, Hutchings doesn't come back for West Coast. Um, Liam Duggan, interesting enough, out of the derby. He's uh, hurt yeah. his ankle and I reckon he's going to be Six right weeks to the finals. Yeah. yeah, So may give a chance to someone like Tom Cole, Premiership defender Tom Cole, to come back in. Um, be interesting to see the, the change. Did Duggan play there. in the Premiership? He did, yes. Okay. Yep. He's sort of an unassuming. Yeah, I don't. He's only twenty-two. I actually um, remember him mm, being there. Yeah, he was there, just doing his thing. Duggo took a really courageous mark in the second quarter. Go back and have a look at it. Um, I haven't watched it what <laughs> five, six times. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. Maybe this week it's school holidays. I'll chuck it on. <laughs> My uh, five-week-old son your, uh, hasn't been able to watch it yet. Yeah, so yeah just uh, stick yeah, it on and not? show him how it works. Yeah, why not? Uh, interesting. Yeah, Simpson was asked about it. You know. He's, um, today and wasn't wasn't taking any of the hype, that's for sure. But um, I don't know. As a West Coast fan, I'd love to see us pump Collingwood. You'll pump Collingwood. Collingwood is my tip. Uh, Collingwood is your tip? Yes. You're going for Collingwood? Sorry. What did I say? No. <laughs> Eagles. West Coast for me. West Coast is my tip. Um, Collingwood, Collingwood need a – gee whiz, they need a real change of fortune. <laughs> they do. Sorry. Eagles, no chance, Collingwood. Okay. Saturday um, – the two early games. The first one is at the SCG. And it's between Sydney and Carlton. Uh, Sydney now, after their loss, is still two games out of the eight. So they need to they need to lock this one away. Fourteenth against seventeenth. Yep. Uh, six wins, Sydney. Three wins, Carlton. Carlton. They go up there thinking this is a gettable game. Yeah, they're a chance. Uh, ooh, a very slim chance. They are. Yeah. Well, they're not. After I say that, I think no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no but make. Sydney. If there's any chance of finals, got to get this one done. Um, they're probably not going to make finals, but yeah, just got to lock this one away. Um, real good resurgence from the Swans. They're looking yep. really good. Yep. Why would Led I just by think, Luke Parker? Yep, Parker has been excellent. Kennedy back into the side. Papley, I can't speak highly enough about this guy's season. I think he's been super. Mm. Um, Sinclair out. 
Sinclair out. Uh, Cruiser. Possible, possible debut for Darcy Cameron, who's been on the. Oh, he's been on the yeah, list for a long time. And there's been talks time. about him being traded because he's frustrated at not being able to get a game. Mm. But I think he has been injured. Possible debut for Cameron this week. Well, if he comes up in, and comes in against Cruiser, Cruiser will dominate him. Yeah, Cruiser's Cruiser was well fantastic. He's against, so important uh, for the Blues, isn't he? Dockers the other week. Sets the tone. Mm. Uh, Big bodied ruckman. He's yeah, if he'd been fit a lot more in his career, he could have been mm. one of the great ruckmen. I think. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Uh, we're just going to get straight into the tips. I Sydney. think. Sydney. Sydney for me too. Who's next? Uh, the other early game is your mob. Oh no! Down at Utahs. That's in Launceston, I think. It is. Uh, and uh, Freo, as we mentioned before, not a happy hunting ground. So the Hawks, uh, like Sydney, are sitting on. Seven wins, six wins, seven wins. They're sitting on six, six and the wins. Dockers on seven. So, so uh, 13th and 11th. And uh, let's just go through the previous meetings here. Hawthorne have won the last five. Five. Mm. Uh, two of two them of which have been at Utahs. At Utahs and uh, a couple at – or one at Optus Stadium and two at Domain Stadium. So uh, Your mob, any chance to – Oh, Zero. Oh, wow. Zero chance of winning this game. Hawks have been good the last two weeks. Hawks have had a bit of a dip but have come back a bit and the Dockers are just massive yeah. form slump. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll be out there to prove, uh, I don't know, prove, uh, sort of prove do themselves point. proud, of, I guess, sort of uh, try and Sounds not like get such whipped. such a high school sport. Go do yourself proud, Sonny. <laughs> well done. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you cannot... Based on their record at the ground, record against Hawthorne, their form in the last few weeks, losing against Melbourne, Carlton, and getting smashed by the Eagles. I don't think there's any way that yeah, they can last two weeks for Hawthorne have been really good. Beat Collingwood, almost beat West Coast. Um, they seem to be turning a bit of a corner, Hawthorne, mm-hmm. which is good for them. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be picking Hawthorne down there. Yep, me too. Oh. All right. Punching through these games. The Saturday Twilight. This is a good game and a big uh, implications. So ninth versus 10th at Marvel Stadium. You've got Essendon against the Kangaroos. And we were both looking at this before. Surprise that the Bombers are starting favourites. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I think both I of know. these teams have won four of their last five. Um, so both in good Yes, form. they have. Uh, Essendon sitting ninth on eight wins. Kangaroos 10th on seven wins. Um just the, the form of North, and we spoke about it earlier, I think they're one of the form teams at the moment, them, the Eagles, and... Brisbane. Brisbane. Bulldogs. No. Oh, okay. Bulldogs aren't quite so there just yet. Just knocked off they the top team. Don't worry about it. No, but they're not. Port Adelaide and Adelaide and Geelong. They okay. just need to win one more, and then we'll be on them. One more. Okay. Uh, I'm on them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get to the dogs in a minute. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think... North for me, just the, and he mentioned before, Cornelio saying one of the tough, toughest teams to play at the moment. Um, just a real, I don't know, they're just going in there with Mike's some hunger. Clenched his fist for those yeah. of you who couldn't see. But they've just got these big, big body boys. They've got Cunnington and Zebel um, in there. Loving Simpkins form. Yeah, huge. Great. And can we just talk about why was Brad Scott. I always have to think about it. Yep. Brad Scott, why was he not playing Zebel in the midfield? Well, that was the experiment. Last year went forward and, yeah. I mean, he's good forward, but he's in the midfield and they're winning. Mm. 
I traded him out of my fantasy team because he went forward. Yeah. That's all I know. Um, so hopefully someone picked him up. It's yeah. uh, reaping the benefits. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, oh, I don't know, new coach, new ideas. It's not a new idea. Okay. It's sure. the old idea that worked well. <laughs> Just back the old. It's like Boke, isn't it? Like yeah, went exactly like midfield, Boke. Killing it. Exactly. Uh, uh, that doesn't make sense. North for me, uh, in a, gee, this is an interesting game. It wouldn't be surprised if the Bombers got up, but I'm picking North. Irresistible form at the moment. North for me as well. Uh, Saturday night up at the home of football. Where and else would the, you rather be? The percentage booster that <laughs> has been called now. Nico. Uh, Gold Coast take on the Crows. Um, a good opportunity, you would think, for the Crows to bounce back after a really disappointing showing in the showdown. It was. It was a terrible game again in the showdown. Uh, Tom Lynch has been ruled out. He has. He's a huge member. For, I think we've mentioned we've this a few times. He's times. huge for Adelaide. Huge. Yep. Although he played last week. Yes. Uh, wasn't huge enough. No, it wasn't, wasn't um, good. Oh, Port was just too good. But, yeah, Gold Coast, I hope for their sake they can keep it competitive um, up there and their midfielders can crack in. You know, they've got some good season campaigners up there, Miles, and um, that would be good. They didn't bring, end up bringing Murdoch in. It would be good to see them no. bring in some of the more experienced guys. We spoke about it just off air before uh, about – the young teams now falling away from the pack uh, considerably. And interesting that before when you mentioned Brisbane, how they had the seventh oldest list, it makes a bit more sense that they haven't fallen away as much. Well, you look at the guys they brought in. They weren't young. Marcus Adams, not young. McCarthy, not young. Jared Lyons, not young. No, Neil. Lockie Neil, not young. So they're all in their late 20s, I think. Um, mid to late 20s. Mid to late 20s, yeah. Um, in, uh, interesting one that's sort of, Corresponded, and I know you can't blame a fullback on a team's dip in form, but Sam Collins, Sam Collins yeah. huge out. He's out for the season. He started the year really, really well. Yep. Um, and he's been a big loss for the Suns. He was quite big in the uh, the win they had over the Dockers early in the season. Yep. I remember so that. So big loss, and he he'd been excellent. So uh, Adelaide comfortably. Yes, Adelaide comfortably. I did think about throwing them in my multi. I did throw them in my multi. Okay, we'll, we'll get, get to there. that later. In the right. other Saturday night games, so there's two. We, well, the the odds of quite one sided uh, games on Saturday night down at Alphabet Stadium in Geelong. Yep, Geelong take on the Saints. Do we give the Saints any chance here? No. Okay. Um, I I don't. I mean, Geelong coming off a loss. Saints. Um, what are they? Six wins. I mean, if six wins, nine losses, they've lost their four. They've lo- lost four of their last five. See, it's interesting, right? We've we've talked about two other teams on six wins: Hawthorne and Sydney. Why are they under not under pressure when St Kilda seem to be under so much pressure, like Richo and all that? Like, I, I don't get it. I think with Hawthorne, they're probably just getting a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Mm. They've been they up for so long. And I guess you could say the same about Sydney. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whereas the Saints have been down for a long time. They showed promise early in the season. But again, young list, uh, maybe the quality of some of the players the, or the depth of the playing playing squad, and they're falling away. Mm. And they'll keep falling away for mine. I think Geelong comfortably. Definitely. All right. And this is an interesting game. Sunday is the day to watch footy this week. Uh, so Sunday morning, Richmond and the Giants at the MCG. This is going to be a beauty. And if and if I mean Richmond have come back to form after they lost. We I talked about them in the lead up to the bye. They lost three in a row, and now they've won two after the bye. So maybe freshen up, rewold in. 
Well, their uh, season started last week, mm. so uh, yes. they just decided to play. And the Giants, I mean, to me, this is an opportunity for the Giants. They need to, If they want to put the doubters at bay, go out there and beat Richmond. They do, and they don't have a good record at the MCG, no. so they need to they need to win there. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can't win at the MCG, there's no premiership for you, no. is there? No, no, there's not. Um, Giants, if they can get it right, they're they're not without a chance. But I just think M- MCG Richmond up and about loss of Josh Kelly, loss of Kelly, possible return of Whitfield. He's Ooh, really important. He's huge for them. Really important. Uh, yeah. Mumford looks tired, sore, mm. maybe age, catching up with him. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't see the Giants winning this one. I think the Tigers have just mm. – See, I can, but I don't think they will. Okay. Yeah, so I'm picking Richmond. Yes, Richmond for me too. Mm. And the game in the middle, the Bulldogs taking on Melbourne. So this is an opportunity for the Dogs – when the teams around them play, I guess, contenders. So I think they're surrounded by Fremantle's just above them and, and Hawthorne, they play each other. Then above them is North and Essendon who play each other. Bulldogs just got to get the job done against Melbourne. They do, don't they? Mm. If the Bulldogs can get the next few weeks right, you probably wouldn't want to meet them in the finals because nah. uh, they've shown that they can do it from outside the top four. Yep, they've won three or four. Um, this midfield is clicking and looking really exciting. And Their midfield is, I think, one oh, of the best. Yeah. I just don't think it's been working before. Yeah. But the players, the individual players are fantastic. Mm. They can all get lots just of possessions. Just a, a side note, and a bloke that probably isn't talked about a lot, mm. Sam Lloyd has yes. now kicked over 25 goals. Okay. They got him for pick 64 in last year's draft from wow. Richmond. Couldn't get a game at Richmond last year. He's turned out to be probably along with Sydney Stack, the bargain buy of the year, mm. Sam Lloyd. That's um, a great pickup. Mm. So probably no one thought, you know, there are a lot of trades and there's a lot of happen every year. That's probably been one of the, the recruits of the season. Mm. Obviously it's hard to go past Lockie Neal. But, Lockie Neal is the one. Um, yeah. But Sam Lloyd, for what he's worth, pick 64, you know, well done Bulldogs. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. We talked about that at the beginning of the season, didn't we? The the twenty goals a season. Twenty goals he's hit there already. So how many of the Bulldogs got? They'd it, have Norton and probably be there, would he? He is close, I think. I'm not sure if he's so close. Sam Lloyd's, Lloyd's there. leading goal kicker. Uh, no one probably else. Probably it isn't. No it? one else. Yeah. Bontempelli's probably kicked fifteen, yeah. um, and that's it. So Lloyd, huge mm. dogs for me. Uh, yeah, dogs for me as and well. Melbourne with more injury concerns after the last game. I think uh, no McDonald. I don't know who they're going to stick up forward. Yeah, um, no forward line. And uh, Max Gorn doubts over him, so Bulldogs for me. Yep. And the last game. Jesus, this is a cracker. Oh, cracker. So Port and Brisbane at Adelaide Oval. Um, Port need to break the win-loss, win-loss. Was it seven weeks, you said? I think it was eight. Eight weeks mm. of win-loss, win-loss. And before that, it was win-win-loss-loss, win-win-loss-loss. So uh, so inconsistent. So uh, Brisbane are showing us that they're the real deal. Nine games in a row, sorry. Yeah. They're showing us they're the real deal. Um, Huge. Oh, this is a massive way to finish the week. So Port sitting in seventh. We talked about it last week, I think. Brisbane's mm. second favourite team all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, they're just good to watch, exciting Quick moving sort of a team. Yeah, that's the way you want your team to play, don't you think? Just oh, moving the ball quick great, is exciting. They're great to watch. So mm. implications here. So looking at the ladder, Brisbane win, 
and let's say West Coast beat Collingwood, Brisbane are third. Wow. Massive. Um, Port Adelaide win. They are a, the, the two teams above them are playing, GWS and Richmond. They go into one of the home final positions, you know, fifth or sixth. Um, this is a, a – and it's a chance for them to put a gap on. I mean, the team below them, the Crows, play Gold Coast. But it's a massive opportunity for Port um, to, to nail down a finals berth. It is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I find this game quite difficult to pick. I want to pick Brisbane, but Adelaide Oval – Home ground. The one, one thing against Brisbane this year has probably been the away games. They've been down. Yeah, but um, they beat GWS on the road. It was a good win. They did. Just wasn't as far. No, just a short <laughs> trip. Uh, I think it's, what, an hour hour flight from Sydney to Brisbane or something like that? Probably not, yeah. No, but this has got a great – both two very exciting sides. Um, and also on that note, uh, all of uh, Port's young guys, Rosie. Oh, Yes. Dersma and Butters, Butters all signed there on. There was five that re-signed. There yes. was two other guys as well, but uh, less Pat known. Moore, Claremont boy, good on him, and someone else. Yeah. But, yeah, good on the power, locking in the kids. That's uh, good business. If you can get those three locked in, they looked fantastic. Mm. They probably played all, all the games, you think? The Those three had, yeah. like, I think Butters may have been dropped at one point, but the rest of them have played. They've all been really good. Oh, they've been excellent. Three yeah. first-round picks. First-year players. Yep. Huge. Yep. And it's good, I mean, the investment in the kids. Yeah. They're going to play. So, love it. Um, port for me, just. It's interesting here that uh, this write-up that we're looking at says that Andrews is now the number one key defender in the competition, having overtaken West Coast's Jeremy McGovern and is now 27th overall in the AFL player ratings. I mean, I probably haven't watched enough of Brisbane to sort of agree or disagree. It depends on what we're basing it on. Mm. If we're saying this year, yeah, I think Andrews has been better than Well, he than was McGovern. your full back, wasn't he? Yep, yep. I think Andrews has been better than McGovern. I think McGovern is getting better. Um, had a slow start to Building the year. into the season. Building into the season. I don't think you can sit here and say that Andrews has quite reached McGovern's level yet. McGovern's a two-time All-Australian and, mm. you know. But, yeah, good player though. Having a great season. Yeah. Mm. Who are you going to pick? Port. Mm. At home. A home factor. I think I have to go with Port. I really would like to pick the Lions, but. Have we gone the same every pick? Yeah. I think we have this we one. Have. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. Pretty no good. movement in the tipping ladder. No movement. No movement. All right. Should we just get straight into our. Uh, yep. Our predictions. Skip the break. Let's Skip just get on to it. it. My certainty uh, for this week, and based on their hot, hot form, I'm going north uh, over Essendon. Not starting the game Not favourites. favourites. Not favourites, but they are probably joint with my mob, the form team of the comp, yep. and I reckon they'll roll Essendon on Saturday afternoon. Oh, I think that they will definitely win. Uh, yeah, tough to go past that. Mm. My certainty for the week. The Friday night game, the Eagles. I'm surprised you can go Adelaide, but well done for not going. Collingwood there. cannot win this game. I cannot see a way that they can win it. I won't be here next week if Collingwood win this. You can do the <laughs> podcast on your own. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, that's what I felt like this week. <laughs> no, I'll be here. I'll be here. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope you're right. Yeah, I think there's no way that I can be wrong on that one. Okay. Although football gods may uh, Yeah, they do funny otherwise. things sometimes. Who's the heat on? I've gone Port. 
And it made, you know, and I did. A little I, harsh. But. I was told by someone that I was a bit critical on Fort last week, but I just see the quality. I think when they're on, they're the best team in the comp, or one of, one of the best teams in the comp. Um, but then uh, when they're off, they're awful. Um, so I think Porter got to beat Brisbane or not. They've got to arrest the yo-yo. Yeah, uh, they've got to arrest form. the yo-yo. And if they do that, um, they're every chance to finish top four or just outside because of the staggering form of the, the teams up the top. Yeah. So big game for Port Adelaide. Huge you? game. Uh, for me, the heat is on Frio. Uh, <laughs> I can't pick this season at the moment. Uh, at the what start, are you hoping for? At the start, I think I was hoping for improvement. Yeah. We've probably seen that. Yeah, we have. Um, I think we Particularly had Particularly given eight. the injuries you've had. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we had eight wins last year, seven to this point. Yeah. So there's improvement. Yeah. It's just difficult to look at that overall picture. We've week lost to week. three in a row now, so it's we have lost against the three Gold team. Coast, Melbourne, and Carlton, but we've beaten Collingwood at the MCG and GWS in Canberra. I think it was. Uh, we had until last week kept most games pretty tight. Yeah, I think the top losing margin was 26 points before Saturday night. So I thought we'd sort of turned a corner, but I just can't understand the losses against the bottom sides. Uh, as I said, I think earlier in the podcast, a, a big loss like that may be understandable if it's a one-week thing. Um, but yeah. So what are you hoping for this week? What do you want? To be satisfied. I don't think that they can win the game. Mm-hmm. I think they need to just keep it tight. Keep it tight. Yeah. I think that we can't underestimate the injuries. Um, Alex Pierce. Oh, Alex Pierce is massive, probably the biggest one. Massive. He's the biggest one. Uh, and I think that a lot of Ross Lyon's game plan relies on having tall forwards. Hogan. Uh, Tabernard was yeah. one of the leading contested mark uh, yeah. players when he went out injured. Hogan. Uh, was I think starting to find some form? Well, there's when no he went out. surprise that Freo were beating Melbourne when Hogan went off, mm. and since then, since then it's all been downhill. Downhill, so important player. Yeah, so I think uh, yeah, those those factors have been a massive contrib- uh, contribution to the uh, the Dockers' slump. But okay, very disappointing. If they can keep it tight. I'll uh, I'll be happy enough, I think, but um, I don't think that they can win this week. Okay. My bet uh, this week, and I'm confident this week, I'm confident of getting back on the winner's list. I've gone West Coast on the try bet, so that's a 15.5 point. Uh, we need to win by 16 or more. Western Bulldogs against Melbourne on the try bet and North Melbourne on the nose, so North Melbourne just to win. That is going to give you with the power play on sports bet eight dollars twenty seven. Um, so hopefully, it's not a bad one. Back on the winners list. Over to you. So mine, I've gone for West Coast on the line to win by more than sixteen and a half. Dollar mm-hmm. uh, ninety. Uh, I think that they should comfortably win by more than that. I think Adelaide will smash the Suns. So I've gone for Adelaide forty plus. It's a fair bit. Uh, and I've gone for North straight up to win at $2.05. 8.76 normal or 9.94 power play. And I've gone the double or nothing this week. Ooh. 20 bucks on that one. Oh, 
Wow. So hopefully this wasn't discussed that we had a double or nothing option. <laughs> what is going on here? Well, I need a big win. I win. I haven't won this year. I'm feeling pretty confident on two of the three. Okay. I think the 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 danger one is Adelaide by forty points. That okay should happen, but. Not sure. Okay. Maybe North could lose. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Essendon have yeah. been okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll lead our words and there'll be a reason why Essendon were favourites. Who knows? I don't know. I'd like the last one to, I mean, sorry, not no. Because I've gone West Coast line, so they could still win by less than 16 and a half and I still lose, right? Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> we both lose. That could happen now that yeah, I that's bet could that. Do. Could be a nail biter. Anyway, uh, thank you. If you're still listening to us, I think we're at an hour and hour and 20 minutes later. This is probably one of our longest podcasts, so thank I you because I've chucked in the All-Australian team in there. So I hope you enjoyed it, whether you got whether you got two trips to work out of it or whatever. Um, enjoy what is going to be a massive, massive round 17 of footy. It's huge, isn't it? Huge. Great and, games. Uh, unless you're a Maggies fan, I certainly hope your team wins this week. Have a great weekend. Catch you next week. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.